You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. We are back again. My name is TJ. And my name is Tana. Hey, y'all. So today, we have our very favorite guests. Yes. They are no longer... Well, you beast to the show anymore. We've had mm-hmm. these guys a couple of times. I can introduce them. Yes, we have Pasta C. Hello, everybody. Yes, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Looking beautiful as always. Thank I you know so I much. tell you many times, but <laughs> yes, I mean it every do. time. <laughs> and I appreciate it every yes. time. Thank you very much. And I'm fine. Pasta I'm fine. Thank you. M. Hi, everybody. Good how to be here. You? I'm good. How are you, Tana? I'm great. I'm great. We're so excited to have you both. We think this is going to be a very enriching discussion that we're mm. about to have. And we're so excited to dip into the well of wisdom that you guys are. I yeah. think every time that we speak to you, we are always in awe of how <laughs> much wisdom God can give people. And we're like, me too, Jesus. <laughs> yes, give me, give me more. <laughs> You know, so the topic for today is, has fatherlessness led to a more feminized generation of Christian men and the spread of feminism amongst Christian women? So a more feminized generation of men and a more feminist generation of women. Interesting. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a heated one. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. But we're excited to dive into it. But before we do, like, can we just talk about... What do you think the role of a father is in a family and in a child's life? Ah, they're looking at me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get both your perspectives. I think um, speaking as a a woman, um, I think it's so important that fathers, they need to really affirm their children. Mm. Affirmation is a a very big thing. Um, And it's not only for the girl child, but also for the boy child. Uh, fathers really need to know and understand just how much confidence they instill in their own children. Mm. They need to be there. They need to be very present, very available. They need to to reach out. They need to spend time with their kids. They need to talk to them. They need to understand what's happening with their children. It's not really you know up to the mother only. Yes, the mom can be more in tune with the emotional side of the kids, mm. but um, the dad also needs needs to be there. You know, he needs to be a disciplinarian. Um, I'm not talking about beating up the kids all the time and, you know, making them feel as if every time he's at home, people must line up like in the army or something, but he has to be a voice of discipline. They need to know that, um, you know, when, when, um, you know, when dad says no, you know, and he's supporting mom, it's, it's, it's definitely a no, we've gone too far. When dad begins to speak, we know we've, you know, we've, uh, hit the boundary line and we can't go any further than that. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, also just what the Bible talks about him being the priest of the home, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the provider, praying for the kids, um, you know, laying hands on them and just and just speaking words, um, especially, uh, you know, words from the Bible. I'm yeah. um, just speaking that into life over over the kids, um, because when I look at, uh, you know, in, when we look at the Jew, Jewish culture, which is what the Bible is, is mainly mm-hmm. about, one of the things that the men did was... Um, a lot of speaking into the children's lives and pronouncing mm-hmm. a blessing over the children. And it's very important for the men to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, to actually take the word of God and read a particular blessing and begin mm-hmm. to 
to speak that with authority because they've been given the headship of the household, um, you know, from God. And they need to exercise that headship uh, all the time, I think. Not often, but all the time. He needs, yeah. to, he needs to be assertive and, and take that role as the, as the man of the house. Yeah, that's, that's coming from me as a mother yeah. and as a woman and as a daughter. Pastor yeah. <laughs> M? Yeah, uh, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the role of a father includes providing leadership mm. uh, for the children, yeah. for the family. He needs to help them become who they are. And mm-hmm. so a father, the role of a father is one of doing a lot of studying. You study your kids. <laughs> you, have, you really, really have to study them and get to understand them. Mm. So that you can then begin to provide guidance. Mm. Because if you don't understand them, yes, there are general uh, ways of guiding a person. Mm. But <clears throat> children get to a stage where they need tailor-made guidance. You know, that is in line with who they are. Otherwise, you do end up facing a rebellion. Uh, you end up facing a lot of resistance. And you end up, uh, yeah, you face a lot of pushback. Because someone doesn't understand. Or they may pretend to be on side but they're not because you don't understand who they are mm-hmm. so the provision of leadership is very very important the provision of vision mm-hmm. as well to help the children dream wow. help them understand that the sky is the limit uh, and that as a man thinketh so is he so the role of a father is to help them to have vision not to crash or to say how can you think that no one in our family has done that. Or, you know, these teachers are putting silly ideas in your heads and so on. No, <clears throat> the responsibility of the father is to make sure that the children can also dream. Because the minute you lose your ability to dream, then you lose your ability to have hope. Wow. And hope is a necessary pillar in our lives, but it's also a crutch. You know, when things are bad and some things are broken, you have to have that hope so. The role of a father is to also provide that uh, ability to have vision, keep vision. And then thirdly, the responsibility of a father is to model. Mm. You know, uh, we learn by watching. As, mm. as much as we, uh, we go to school and you, you know, read books and so on, but we learn so much just from watching. Mm. And the things that we see are the things that we end up implementing. So a father has to model what the children should aspire to and what they should look for uh, in life, in leadership, in friends, uh, in spouses. These are the kinds of things a father should model for his children. So, you know, in a nutshell, uh, those are the three key areas I'll touch on uh, concerning fatherhood. That's actually good. That was a more like very in-depth description of, mm. you know, what a father of a house you do. Mm. So I guess nowadays in the country... Sorry, I forgot one key thing. One key thing. <laughs> he has to love his kids. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <clears throat> you have to love them, which means that they will make mistakes. You have to be there. Uh, you have to show that love, verbalize the love. Hey, that's a big one. Because <laughs> yes. some people... They, they respond better to verbalized words, okay? Things that are verbalized, they will respond much better to that. So even if you show me, but I want to hear it or I need to hear it, 
And when you speak it, we know that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So it has to be spoken that I love you. You There is absolutely nothing to fear uh, from saying those words. (laughs) The benefits are there. Uh, And yes, hug your kids, kiss your kids. They need it. That one's a good one. Yeah, but it's it's needed. We were created to need touch Uh, on some level. No, I mean, we do it automatically with babies. Yeah. You pick up that baby, you kiss it without even thinking twice. You know, you hold the baby, you don't want to let go. Uh, so we were made for touch. Yes, as we grow older, the touch, you know, may change, uh, may not be as frequent, but we still need it. Sometimes a hand on the shoulder is worth more than any words you can say. You know, a pat on the back is worth more than anything somebody can say. So you have to demonstrate the love, you know, that look, I love you. I'm saying it and I'm showing you. And love also includes discipline. I'm willing to discipline you. I'm willing to put boundaries. I'm willing to upset you for your own good. I'm not here to cave in. You know, the minute you start, you turn on the waterworks uh, (laughs) and you start going to complain to relatives or wherever, I'm going to tell your mother. <laughs> so, it's okay. You can tell your granny. I'm still not going to change. <laughs> so it's important. That, that, that's a very important point because mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> culturally from where we are speaking from, <coughs> maybe me. Zimbabwe and most of Africa, as I've seen, like most people talk about this on social media and everything, that it's difficult for a lot of dads. Like especially maybe nowadays there are some who are actually embracing it mm-hmm. to actually say to your child is i love you mm-hmm. or to actually hug i i know of a lot of people who are like i grew up never hugged my dad mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. like was in a space mm-hmm. where it was just assumed <clears throat> that because i'm taking care of you i'm feeding you. you i love you you're supposed <laughs> to see that <laughs> yeah that's, uh, <laughs> yes so that's actually a very important factor now we're going to move on to now you know, trying to see what happens when all of these things that you were talking about, you know, the leadership, the vision, you know, the caring, the love is not there. Because I think because of, you know, dysfunctions in society and, you know, some of the things that we are adopting as cultures, and sometimes it may be even natural causes like your father died when you were young. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are now growing up without fathers, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that has to have like, some impact in some way on people's lives and how they deal with, you know, with their life from that perspective. When they become a father, will they know how to be one based on that? Or are there some things that we start to miss? <coughs> what does fatherless, fatherlessness look like? Wow. Um, <clears throat> did you ever watch the movie? I know we watched it. Um, we watched it as a, as, as a church, actually. Um, what was that movie called? About fathers? Um, it's about these Christian... It, it's produced by the Christian brothers who did the, the war room and, and so on. Um, very good movie. Oh, I can't remember, remember it. the name. Okay, I've I, I forgotten the name of the movie, but it's a very good movie. And it, it, it was about um, mm. fatherlessness in a society. And it's an American yeah. movie. And... Um, and at the end of the movie, the men made a pledge um, about, you know, being 
available to their children and so on and so on. And my husband actually attended a program at a particular church where they actually made this pledge and they were given the pledge as framed certificates. Um, you know, and I remember hanging it right on his side of the bed so that every time he w- he'd wake up, that's the first yeah. thing he sees. But, um, you know, it was very interesting because they were actually talking about, this is the States, but I'll also bring it home. home. You know, they were talking about how, especially in the black community, um, a lot of young men by the time they're 20 hey, are in jail, mm-hmm. if not dead, you know, yeah. or in a gang mm-hmm. because they're looking for identity. Mm-hmm. And that's what fatherlessness, you know, is a person lacks identity. They struggle to know who they are. They struggle to, to find themselves. They, 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 struggle to, they struggle with their self-image a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I think for women, for example, um, very, very interesting stats. Um, when you look at women, for example, who end up dating men who are old enough to be their fathers, that's a woman looking for a father figure. Mm-hmm. It's not really about the finances. It's not really about... Uh, you know, the stuff that the guy can do and so forth. Yes, that, 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 that plays a big part in all of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also because this person is literally like a father, you know, to this young girl when she's around him. She's enjoying having uh, the feel of a man who's, who's like a father. He's old enough to be her father. You know, it, 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 it's, it's hitting that, that side of her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, subconsciously, that's what's being fed. That's what's being nurtured mm. um because i mean i look at it and i think there are many other people who've grown up in similar situations but they're not going to go and look out for a man who's much older than them to provide for certain things they're not going to go out and do that so what then causes a woman to do that so you'll find that for for women um and even for young men you know um they're constantly looking for identity so they end up identifying with the wrong things if the wrong things happen to be the things that avail themselves to yes. these young people first of all, before um, they're reached out to buy the right things, you know. So someone is just, someone is just constantly in search of something. They're just in search of uh, wanting to belong. Um, like what you were saying about affirmation, you know. I, mm-hmm. People pleasers, generally, you'll find that if you really talk to them who are, yes, people who just can't say no, who want to make sure everybody's okay and everybody likes them and if people don't like them, it's such a big issue and so on. You can trace it to further issues, eh? When you, when, when, when you actually follow up and, and go deep into it, this person never heard their father or, or being disappointed by their father. This person never heard their father telling them that they love them or mm-hmm. just the way they are, they're fine, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So I think identity becomes a, a, a very big thing. Because if you look at that whole movie, oh my, I can't believe I've forgotten the name. But if you look at the whole Courageous. movie. Yes, courageous. courageous yes, yeah. thank you very much. Yes, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about identity because when you looked at the kids that that that, that were you know that what 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 they were showing was you know issues with um, identity. And I remember is that the movie where they got men to volunteer at a particular school to yes. pitch up and stand in the place of you know fathers for those who didn't have fathers um, and so forth because of certain things that the school had picked up. But if you really looked at it, the biggest issue was the issue of fine of just identity. Um, you know, the kids just were looking for their identity. I mean, I know of people who grew up without their fathers um, where maybe the parents separated mm-hmm. and the father and the mother were just never in touch for whatever reason and whatnot and whatnot. But years later, someone decides they want to look for their father. You know, they've never known them. They've never had a relationship with them or whatever yes. it is, but they still have this thing that I just, I just want to know. I want Something to know where I come from, you know. I yes. want to understand. I want to know my, my, my yes. you know, 
my father's side of the family, mm-hmm. um, the clan, whatever it is, you know, I want to understand that uh, there's just, it's, it's all identity. I, I, I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. I'm so confused. It's all about identity. Uh, that's yeah. actually quite real because mm. from, I can speak from experience because mm-hmm. when I was younger, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, in my earlier days going to listen to hip hop and thinking, hey, all of these guys in hip hop look like they're real men. If I listen to this, this is how I find menhood. Mm, it was interesting. Mm, yeah. Now, growing up and seeing that, oh my God, that was a huge mistake. <laughs> but identity was yes. really a huge part of it. Mm. Yeah, it's such an interesting. It's it's such an interesting thing to acknowledge the fact that our identity <clears throat> does come from our fathers, and to have that parallel with God giving you identity mm. and your Ooh. earthly father Ooh. also giving you identity. <coughs> the fact that you Excuse take me. his name as well when you're his child and all of those things it's it it really is inbuilt like you watch shows like utatako and mm. um where you know people are going and search for their fathers and they're mm. they're searching all over in these places for their dads and like what you're saying it's just this thing where they want to figure out who they are mm. it's mm. it's it's very rarely about who he is of course they want to know but it's more about like who am i where did i come from yes and what am i here on earth to do and can this guy tell me mm. you mm. know so it's it's really interesting it's such a big wow when you look at it like that it's such yeah. a big deal yeah. and sorry just to add on to that before i hand over to <laughs> pastor m you, you you know what you're saying about um about identifying with god i also find that when you've also had issues with fatherlessness. It's very difficult to build that relationship with God, the father. Um, your, your relationship tends to be, it's like going deep into that place of intimacy is not as easy as yeah. it is for someone else. You'll find that if we were to take someone who's had a, or who has a very good relationship with their father and how they view God, you'll probably find that they're more in tune to the emotional side of their relationship with God, the father. Whereas someone else is, is, is probably seeing him as, oh, I go to him when I need, mm-hmm. you know, when I need, when I need, when I, when, when I need provision, when I, when I need this, when I've hit a crisis or whatever. But constant day-to-day fellowship is not as easy because you haven't experienced that in your own life, um, you know, physically. So it takes, it, it's not as easy for someone who hasn't experienced having um, a father in their relationship to, to easily then connect with God the Father. It happens, but it, you find that it's not as easy, but it can happen. Yeah, such a person yeah. would have to be more intentional. Yes, and you have to keep it. pushing more. Yes, oh, wow. yes. And also just be aware of, of the area of need and the area of lack in your life, you know, when you go before God the Father, so that you also have an understanding of why certain things are the way you are when you relate to him. And you'll find that he'll then begin to also respond to that because he knows. He knows. Yeah, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> uh, like fatherlessness or you can have a father who's there but not there mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and it works out it can actually be even more damaging yes because you don't understand why this person is not doing the things you think it's they should be doing mm-hmm. for you but definitely uh, i've seen a lot of different things i went to boys schools uh you know and grew up around guys so i i could also see the difference between those who's fathers were there and those whose fathers were not there mm-hmm. uh, either they were not alive or they only came to school uh, when it was a consultation day 
to then dish out uh, <laughs> tongue lashing. <laughs> I remember we used to just wait for that day to laugh at, at one another. <laughs> That's the only time you see someone's dad and then they get a public shouting. But it was, uh, you know, you, you see that those whose fathers were present, their behavior was very different. Uh, when you don't have a father, you are not as motivated to run through brick walls. Mm. You know, you're not as motivated to climb up a mountain. Mm. You're not as motivated to go down deep. Your ability to weather storms, your determination levels are lower. This is generally speaking. You'll always find people who, you know, they're self-motivated and whole lot, but these are some of the issues that I found is that the confidence levels, the guys would have, uh, would be more talented than their peers, mm. but because their fathers are not there to mm. cheer them on, their fathers are not there to celebrate them, their fathers are not there to encourage them or to pick them up when uh, defeat has been experienced, they don't give it 110%. Whereas somebody who is half as talented or lacks talent completely will go out there and do their best mm. and they really think they've done very well and so they they soldier on it doesn't matter what you say about them mm. they just they know my dad is watching my dad is supporting and as long as he is saying i'm doing well mm. that's all that matters mm. so it really in terms of developing that uh, fight for life where fatherlessness is there, then it's a lot of times it's, it's absent or it is not as much as somebody who's had their father present. And that's one of the key things I've, I've found men struggling with is the ability to persevere. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen uh, dealing with people and also growing up, when you don't have that father uh, figure, and that fatherly influence, your ability to stick to something is greatly diminished. And then again, fatherlessness, it's easier for you to succumb to your hormones. The testosterone is just off the charts. And so you just assume, let me be violent. Mm -hmm. And violence is okay, you know, to solve issues or to prove myself. Uh, and so we are happy to pursue the avenue of violence. And yet that's not true. But if you don't have a father to help you to solve these issues, then it becomes a challenge for you. And which is where now, if your mother is the one who's helping you to solve these issues, on one level, it's good, it's necessary. But on another level, she can't necessarily help you have the kind of backbone that you might get from your father helping you deal with the same issues. So... Fatherlessness is a challenge. There are statistics on crime, drugs, and mm. so on, you know, that tell you about what happens when somebody's father is absent. Mm. But the mental and the emotional impact is real. And it is something that people don't recognize. They can't see. It. They don't know what having a father is, so they can't realize the effects of not having a father. Mm. But you end up leaning on your peers or those who are slightly older than you, but what do they know mm. yeah. about life? <laughs> what do they know about raising mm. somebody? They don't know. They yeah. don't know the, the, the problems that come with following certain courses. Mm. 
So they will celebrate things that they should actually be telling you you should avoid. Mm -hmm. And so you are learning from people who have no life experience, who have not uh, had the weight of responsibility on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. So they can't tell you about life. They do an imagination or they have an imagination and then they pass it on to you. But what they imagine is often very different from real life. Uh, you know, the Shona saying, Mugoni asina. Mm. You know, the, the best parent is the one who doesn't have children. And you are being parented by peers and people who are old, slightly older than you who have no experience. Yeah. Mm. And they assume that what they're telling you is perfect. Mm. And yet, it, because it has not been seasoned with life experience, mm. they are actually poisoning you for the future. I have a question. I saw this quote on Instagram and it basically said that it was directed towards men and it said the best way to show your children that you love them and to to love your children basically is to love their mother. Do you believe in in that statement? Do you believe that it's because I, I know there are a lot of men who will say, ah, I don't care about the mother of my children, but my, I love my children. Right. Do you think that there is a way to parent and to be a father without, but it, yeah, is there a way to parent and be a father, but be hostile or abusive or nasty to the mother of your children? Well, again, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> so I'll just it's look right back at all of you. <laughs> Uh, look, again, like I mentioned earlier, is that we learn a lot from watching. Yeah. And the minute you begin to separate your children from their mother, uh, you, 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 you develop a separate identity for them. Then you are creating challenges for them because you're putting them in a situation that they can't understand. Mm. You're putting them in a situation that they can't process. They'll just imitate your behavior, but they don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand what their behavior means. So if you treat the mother of the children in a toxic manner, and it works both ways, mm. you know, it's vice versa, even with the mother. If she treats the father in a toxic manner, yeah. then the children will not be able to respect their father. Mm. If the father treats the mother in a toxic manner, they will not be able to respect their mother and they will not be able to respect women. Mm. So it has a very negative impact where you try to separate. Yes, okay, if unfortunately the relationship has broken down uh, for whatever reason, then it's broken down. Mm. But where possible, especially in front of the children, there has to be a certain level of uh, civil behavior to show that you can disagree with somebody but still respect them. Because these are the values you want your children to learn anyway. Is that I fail to agree with this person, but it doesn't mean I become abusive. It doesn't mean I become nasty to them. I become negative to them. It doesn't mean all those things. It just means I've, I'm able to agree to disagree with that person without allowing that disagreement to poison my heart and my mind. Because... Our children are looking for examples of how to remain pure, pure in mind, pure emotionally, mm. pure physically. And if they're not seeing it being modeled by anybody, then they won't be able to do it themselves because they haven't lived before. So how can they do 
what they have not seen. Wow, that is really interesting because I've always, I've always found it very strange to watch um, men who give a lot of attention to to their children and are supposedly good fathers because they do all of these things for their children, but will treat their wives badly and think it's still okay because I'm treating my child or my children well. And that just answered the question. So thank you so much for answering that one. You're welcome. Yeah, so we've just touched on some of the consequences for girls and boys should they be experiencing fatherlessness. Pastor C, you were speaking about how um, women will tend to Will, how they will act in romantic relationships mm. um, because of what they've experienced with their father. Um, would you care to go more in depth with that? Do you think that there's a saying that you, you often look for your dad in the men that you date and in the men that you marry? Mm. If a woman is, has experienced fatherlessness, how can she steer away from marrying the same guy mm. or from following that same pattern of dysfunction? What can she do so that she she ends up in a different position than she was, that she doesn't replicate the household that she grew up in? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's very important um, for her to identify uh, the issues that, that are manifesting in her life. Mm-hmm. What is she seeing that is, that, is, that is definitely wrong, that is definitely not right? Um, a lot of times, generally, as people, we... We don't really do a lot of introspection. We, we don't really take time to actually study ourselves. He was talking about studying. We also need to take time to study ourselves and to understand ourselves and to also begin to see certain things um, in us. You know, the Bible talks about how uh, while the people were sleeping, the enemy came and he planted weeds. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens is the little foxes that spoil the vine. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy and he'll do it from as early as possible. You know, if he can do it right at birth, he will, he will, he will make a plan, you know, yeah. to, to get in there and to begin to just disrupt our lives and to disrupt the destiny that God has, has set up for us. And many a times, um, because our parents are also very unaware, or the parent is very unaware of what's going on, they tend to miss out on a lot of things. So it's very important to us to do a lot of introspection. And then secondly, pursue God. Mm-hmm. Um, when you pursue that relationship, and you know and understand that God is the answer. I always tell a lot of young people when they talk to me, people who are talking about getting married or who are dating or they're about to get married and so on. My first question is, did you pray? And what did God say to you? I want you to tell me exactly what God said to you when you prayed about this person. What were the words that you heard from God? You know, and it's very interesting to hear what people then come up with. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying they they come up with it, you know, and you can tell that uh, this was definitely not God. This is the individual themselves speaking because they're trying to convince themselves or they've convinced themselves that this is the right person. So it's important to pursue God. When you do that, he's the one who then begins to show these things and he begins to, to talk to you about, you know, about the heart issues, about the things that need to be that need to be dealt with. And it's not, it's not always easy. Hey? I mean, look, it's very, very emotional. It's, uh, it's very difficult. Um, it's very painful. It's a very, very difficult and painful process, but it has to be done. If the person wants to be whole, you need to be a whole person before you start letting in other people, you know, yeah. or try as much as possible to be as whole as possible mm. before you start letting in other people. Because what's going to happen is like you're saying, you're going to play out or you're going to end up in a relationship where what was happening in your home begins to be played out without realizing it. You know, you, you've married five times over. 
and you're still not taking time to introspect and understand that this is the fifth marriage and it's over. What's going on? Mm -hmm. You know, where am I going wrong? What's 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 happening? It's everyone else's fault. Um, I mean, it's the same as someone who grows up like what you were saying that some fathers are there, and what she sees is a father who's abusing her mother, who's beating up her mother. Mm -hmm. She can meet up a, with a guy who's not abusive by nature, but she does certain things that actually, you know, end up pushing him to the edge and actually causes him to become abusive, whether it's physical or just pushing someone to say stuff to her because that's what she feels and thinks and knows and understands to be love because that's what she saw being modeled, mm -hmm. um, you know, in their household wow. when they were growing up. So someone can actually begin to pull out certain things that are not right for them um, in the relationship that they're in purely because that's their understanding of like what you were saying that we know we learn more from what we see mm. you know we also learn from what we see so that's what she grew up seeing you know so to her it doesn't make any sense why is this guy always home why does he want to spend time with me you know so she's literally kicking him out of the house and then she's complaining about him never being at home and so <laughs> forth and so forth and then it just becomes a cycle but yeah. these things happen because yeah. this is what the person saw and that's what their understanding is of of you know a person being a father or a person mm. being a husband so it's very important that you do a lot of introspection and you take time to read the Bible and you take time to pray about it. And you also look for help when you, when, when, when you feel you need help. Get counseling, seek wisdom from the right places, um, yeah. like what you were saying about peers that we then take to <laughs> run to peers and so forth. You need to look for wisdom from the right places and look for someone that you know has an understanding in, that, in those issues that can, then, that can then help you. Because, yeah, um, a lot of women tend to, like what you said, tend to... Um, go after men who, if they're not mirroring their fathers, they're mirroring the um, the gap probably. And because they they know that there was a gap, but they don't know like what he was saying, what should have filled the void or mm -hmm. how the relationship should have been. They then are now pursuing an ideology of 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 what they think should be, you know, a, a husband or whatever because of what they thought or what they think, you know, a father should have been like. And unfortunately, now with our Young generation, it's a lot of social media, it's a lot of TV, mm. which is all acting. Yeah, that's which is danger. all yes, which is all very very unreal. I like the example that you gave up, you know, of the hip hop culture, uh -huh. and people end up pursuing things that are so unreal, mm. and they have such an unrealistic expectation um, that also then gives pressure to the person who's their spouse, because now I'm expecting the guy to take me, you know, shopping. For a million dollars and why can't yeah. you spend it you know give, give me a handbag for 50 i don't get it you know because i just saw so and so getting a handbag for fifty thousand on instagram or yeah. youtube or whatever why can't you do it and this then becomes a person's life so it's very important that we are introspecting that's so mm -hmm. so so important yeah and be ready to deal with what god shows you yeah, yeah i think it's it's also important because of the social disruption that's there now, mm. where the family structure is not what it used to be, mm. where before you would have a village around you. Yes. So even if your father wasn't necessarily there, you know, some people will tell you that, no, we grew up with my uncle. Mm. My father was a deadbeat, but we grew up with my uncle and he treated us just like his kids. Mm. So they still got the fathering that they needed. But now especially with our economy that's broken up families, uh, the scourge of HIV where fathers have died or both parents have died. You know, it's really disrupted the, yeah. the country and left their families. Yeah, it's really disrupted the, the society that was there before. And so you'll find a lot more responsibility is now on us. 
And one of the things that we have to do is actually study what is love. Deliberately study to find out what is this thing because I haven't had the opportunity to learn from people what it is. Uh, I haven't had the chance to be loved myself. So I need to find out what it is. Or the people that I'm looking to, the examples that I'm looking at, may not actually be the right example. Mm -hmm. And so I must find out what is love. So you'll find people who have written and you know books on languages of love. Mm -hmm. There's one book called, I think, The Five Languages of Love. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a whole lot of different things you can do to find out about love. And then also there are now a lot of different uh, courses that are available for people who need, who are broken somewhere, somehow. Sometimes you don't always know that you're broken. So it's good just to find out what is, what is out there, uh, what are these people talking about, and then let me just see. Uh, you know, they have those all sorts of personality tests that you can just take, and then it starts identifying all sorts of things, you know, in your life or about you as a person. And so it's important to do those kinds of things, to look and see that, oh, okay, this is what uh, is being taught. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what the Bible tells me love really is. Uh, did I see it anyway? If I didn't see it anywhere, then there's an issue. There's a challenge because there's a gap in my life, which I now need to try and fill with knowledge mm -hmm. and with prayer because it was absent via experience. So it's important to get into these things and start studying. Talking with people is great, mm. but you have to start studying these things because there wasn't that opportunity to be brought up in them. And so we have to be deliberate about it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's actually very great advice. And what I love is, is that, you know, you, you give us practical examples of how to approach it and yet still bring us to God and what he says about <coughs> what fatherhood is and how we should, you know, follow in that, which, which is something that's good. Like you're talking about, you know, prayer. A lot of people, we tend to, well, you know, I, I don't know how as human beings we do this. Like when it comes to issues like this, we tend to think, no, this is an actual human being level issue. Mm. I, I don't need to pray about it. Yes. Like, what am I going to, you know? What's your encouragement in that regards for people, like in terms of find, making sure that we don't leave God out of the solutions that we're pursuing for, for some of these things that we're facing? I think it's important to remember, one, he's the creator. So he made us. He knows every single thing about us. If we are broken, he knows how to fix it. He calls himself Yahweh or the I am that I am. Whatever you need, I am. You know, whether it's small or it's great, I am what you need. I am your solution. I am, you know, everything to you. So we have to approach him from that perspective that I am. Because some of the things that we need in life or some of the people we need in life are not readily available. Mm -hmm. My dad has passed away, so I can't, I can't reach out to my dad. He's not there. You understand? So God is saying, I am your dad. Mm -hmm. So reach out to me and I will fill that gap. You know, so that you are not uh, walking wounded. Mm 
so that you are not disadvantaged, you know, so that you are not, you don't remain in a broken state. I am everything. So it's important for us to remember that. And then that's why he has given us his word. We don't only read the Bible because we were told to at church or given memory verses, (laughs) but the word of God is a mirror. And so when it starts explaining things, you can actually look in the mirror. When it says love is patient, love is kind, love is long-suffering, you start asking yourself, am I patient? I'm not. (laughs) I am not long-suffering. I give up easily. And yet the Bible tells me that love doesn't give up, you know? So I'm looking and the word of God is a mirror for me. So I then go back to the person who authored the word. I say, this is what you're saying love is. And you are love. So you have to help me to become like you. Because if I could do it myself, I would have. Uh, I would already be all these things. I would be Mr. Long-Suffering. You know, I would be Mr. Kindness. Mm. I would be Mr. Compassionate. I would be Mr. Gentle. I would be all of these things. But I have failed. And there is no shame in failing. But that's why he's there, to make up for where we have failed. The Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So I'm weak in these areas, God. I need your strength to help me in these areas. And the reality is that nobody is an island. Nobody is an island. No, God never made anybody to be self-contained. Okay, so I cannot say I can do it by myself. God has to be part of the picture, then he can bring in the right people at the right time. Because the Bible says again that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So every single resource that I will need for my wholeness, he has it and he can make it available to me. I don't know who to look for to fill this fathering gap. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I can do trial and error. This one is telling me, no, a real man must drink. This one is telling me a real man must be able to juggle 10 women. This one is telling me a real man must be able to fight. I mean, if I follow all of these things, you know, I, I, well, yes, what kind of person will I be? Yeah. Then this one is telling me, I, you must never say a word. Don't ever stand up for yourself. Mm. It's confusing. But the person, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. Okay. So even in the area of, I'm fatherless mm. or I, you know, my father was there, but not there. Mm. He will lead me into the truth of how to be a father, especially in our generation and the people, your generation as well, Mm -hmm. is that uh, we are literally having to be the change we want to see see Mm -hmm. and the change that is needed Mm -hmm. because previous generations were not equipped for what we are facing now. Okay, so who can help us navigate these things? It's God. Because he sees all things. He, is, he knows all things. Okay. He is present everywhere. He knows what the devil is cooking up in hell. He knows what they are doing in their secret meetings. So he can prepare us for those things. So it's important that he is a part of the solution. And without him, then you actually are not going to solve this solution. You might, uh, if you've ever seen how, you know, if a blanket is not long enough, <laughs> if you pull it down, you'll cover your feet, but now your chest is exposed. Mm. If you pull it up, your chest is covered, but your feet is exposed. Yeah. And this is what happens when we are trying to solve issues by ourselves, is that we do well here, but now 
there is exposed. Then when we try to fix there again, up here is exposed. And so we never get it right. Mm -hmm. So we go to the one who's like, okay, give me your blanket. And then his miracle working power grows the blanket and then everything is sorted. We don't have that miracle working power, so we need it from God. And some of these issues, it requires divine intervention because we can talk to you until the cows come home, as they say. <laughs> but the situation you're in, the need that you have, you need divine intervention. Otherwise, tomorrow, as soon as you leave here, you're going looking for the most abusive guy you can find, even though we just talked to you about it, about it and how damaging it is to you. All right. So okay, I, I have an important question. We are talking about how certain people may respond to this issue of fatherlessness. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that for women, one of the responses could be that because they have grown up maybe with an emotionally unavailable father or a father was completely out of the picture, was completely absent, they, and they have survived, they now don't see the need for men. And they now don't... Um, value the role of a man in their lives and hence the rise of radical feminism which mm -hmm. is you know of course there's feminism that believes in the equality of women that that baseline feminism but i'm talking about the radical feminism that just says that we should do away with with men essentially and we don't really need them we can raise our children by ourselves we can you know all of these things how would a man who wants to be with such a woman handle that because we are, we've just spoken about how a woman who would be marrying um, a guy who has experienced fatherlessness and doesn't have certain um, attributes of a man would react but how would because I, I find that women are more ready to be nurturing and be extend the olive branch to guys who are like that but men are less likely to want to deal with a woman who is who has that bent towards feminism because they will feel emasculated and feel like she can't submit she can't respect she can't you know so yeah what's your perspective on that i think uh prayer <laughs> because there are yeah. things that we don't see mm. uh, whether you're male or female there are things you just don't see or you don't understand. And so you take these things to the Lord in prayer. Why are you doing that? Because you want to know, should I even take this on? Mm. I think one of the things we should be uh, allergic to is having our time wasted. I don't want to get into something, invest three years in it, only to discover that I wasted my time. Yeah. So we need to be allergic to wasting our time. And so we get into a time of prayer to know, God, is there a green light or there is not a green light? And then if there's a green light, then I know that, hey, okay, this is what you're saying, but hey, you know, this is what she's like. Then I know I've got to begin to invest certain things, patience. You know, that's what love is. Okay, it is patient. Then two, God must begin to deal with her mind. She needs to have her mind renewed. God has to help her to develop an appreciation for the role of a man in her life, then the role of a father. 
And so it's then also important for the guy to expose her to a healthy relationship where she can see for herself how it works. That, ah, okay, this is a woman who is doing well. This is a woman who I respect, but she is functioning well with this man in her life. So if there is a way to get her to see this being modeled, it will help her to soften her stance while you are also helping with prayer. And then she can eventually make more room for you in her life. And then she can also begin to pour out who she is, you know, into you more, more easily. It's no longer a competition, but it's let's complement each other. Uh, well, Pastor C, you see everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, do you need me to say anything on that, that question? Oh, I would like it. I, I was thinking because of one of the things that you said where you said, um, you know, she's already determined in her mind that she has no interest in men. Um, and my first thought was, why pursue? <laughs> you know, unless if God has really specifically spoken to you and said, she's the one. And, um, and when he does that, I believe that what you need, like what he was saying, what you need for, for you to minister to that, to that individual will then be released to you, you know. So, um, so to me, you, you, you just have to be sure that God has said that she's the one because you mentioned that you're talking about the really radical ones. Mm -hmm. But you then get the feminine, you know, the other ones who are just very, very ambitious and they'll kind of not wait for their husbands and just pursue a thing because they think, oh, you're just taking so long, so let me run with it, and so forth and so forth, you know. So there are just so many different angles to, to the whole issue. But yeah. I agree with what he's saying. It's very important for you to really hear from God because it's going to take a lot of patience. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a lot of work for you to be, to be able to be with a person like that. And, um, and also, how can I put it? You know, you know sometimes... Um, I look at uh, a good example I can give. I remember reading years ago. I don't know if she's still there, but Google at some point in time um, had their first female uh, CEO. And it was, you know, it was a big deal. And they made a lot of noise about it and whatnot and whatnot. And it was all over, uh, you know, social media and so on. And I remember in the article she was pregnant and things like that. And she was going to earn, I think, I don't remember whether it was like six million a month, but it was a really crazy salary. And she was talking about how her husband had agreed to stay at home and so forth, you know. But it didn't mean that the husband was now like the woman of the house and yeah. she'd call him and ask him what he's put on the stove for dinner um, and stuff like that. But they just agreed that it was best for, for the children and they had come to a particular agreement. And for me, you know, when I looked at her role, I didn't see a very, um, a very, how can I put it? Uh, I, I saw a very strong woman in that role. I mean, that was a really big role. Um, she needed to change the whole face of Google. She needed to revamp Google. There was just so much that they were expecting of her. And to me, I saw a very, very strong woman. And someone else would probably look and say, ah, you know, she's definitely a man. She's the man. She's the one wearing the <laughs> pants in the house and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot, yeah. you know. But I didn't see it like that. So I think it's also very important that um, as men, um, in the pursuit of women like that, you're also not killing what God has actually intentionally put in that woman because yes. of the role that he expects yes. her to take in society. You know, yes. if she's going to be someone who's going to be a game changer, who's going to hold certain offices and things like that, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot of strength in her 
um, and a lot of uh, characteristics that you won't find in someone else who's happy to be a housewife, who wants to be at home and raise the kids and, you know, cook and, and, and entertain people and so forth, you know, and allow you to be the one going out there and making the bucks and things like that. So it's very important to then make sure that that balance is there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously for the woman who's, who's got that very strong character, you also just want to make sure that you've also got a balance between, you know, the strength of being a woman and also the feminine side of being a woman because the whole issue of fatherlessness what i've discovered is that people have two extremes the person can either become a very masculine woman or they can become a very weak woman you know who's an order taker who's whatever then someone who's like i can't stand for this you know no man can tell me what to do uh whatever she can't even work under a male boss you know issues like that so it's so so it's just very important to just also strike a balance and again it comes through prayer and the relationship that that one has with God because um, because of what a person would have gone through um, in life anyway. I mean, I know single mothers. Uh, generally, my experience with single mothers is that um, they tend to be very, very strong women because they've had to take on two roles. Yeah. And then not only that, there's also the attitude of society towards them. Mm-hmm. So they become, you know, very, f- yes, yeah. very radical and, and yeah. so forth and very no-nonsense people and things like that because they are, you know, they're juggling so much in their lives. They're juggling the way society looks at them. And they've decided, you know what, I don't care. Yeah. I have to look after my kids. I have to do this for my kids. I have to whatever, 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 you know. And then um, and then at the same time, they're also being the father in the home and they're also the mother in the home. You know, all those things just come into play. So, yeah, there has to just be that that right. balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there has to be that balance. That's yeah. amazing. Like- and it's... Sorry to attend. And it's also interesting. I was reading an article that was talking about how um, the whole issue of fatherlessness for the men. I was actually reading an article and it was uh, about this guy who was gay. It was a Christian magazine. And he was talking about how one of the things that he picked up when he was uh, being delivered of of, of this, of homosexuality, was that um, he discovered that, um, you know, single mother homes um, also had an impact. And I found that interesting because my first thing was like, but there's so many people that I know who've grown up with single mothers and they haven't ended up like that. Mm-hmm. But you see, it then points out to what I was saying about the devil coming to steal, kill and destroy. Yes. He will look for an opportunity yeah. in any person's life and then he'll find a way to open a door. Mm-hmm. If there's a gap or if there's a door and if mm-hmm. he finds a way to then open it to certain things like what Atende was saying that he was led to hip hop. You know, because he was thinking, ah, these men are very masculine and this is what being a man is about. Mm-hmm. And for sure, when you look at those videos, it, you know, that's the appearance that you, you know, that, that's the impression that you get. You know, mm-hmm. a real man sings with all these women and whatnot and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's got guns and he's got piles of money, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. So I, I, I thought to myself, I said, mm, this guy must have opened a door somewhere along the way, you know, to, to this. And the enemy just stepped in. And then obviously yeah. the fact that there was no father to quickly pick it up and say what's going on with my son. You know, he then obviously then fell into the whole, uh, you know, situation that he then ended up in. But this is one example of, you know, that was being given that growing up without a father is actually what brought this out of this guy. And then when we look at lesbianism, they've also said that growing up without a father has Mm -hmm. also been that cause. Because, again, the women are telling themselves, I don't need a man. You know, I, I... my mom did it without a man, so I can yeah. carry on without a man. You know, I'm I'm fine the way I am. Mm-hmm. And life went on and things were not that bad. And it's interesting because I hear people giving each other that kind of advice. You know, you grew up without a dad. He didn't kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's the problem if he's left you? 
you know, so what's the problem if you're pregnant and he's not there? And it's a cycle. And, you know, the enemy likes to, 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 to start cycles in our lives. Yes. And like what Pastor was saying, Pastor M., that it's important that we become the cycle breakers when we then pick it up, that a cycle is beginning to start here yeah. in my life and so forth. So you have to have that balance. There's nothing wrong with being a strong woman. But at the same time, there's also a feminine side that God put in us yeah. that needs to come out and that, that he needs to then use. So there has to be that balance. And he alone is the one who can then give you that balance. That was like <laughs> a lot of wisdom right there. Like, I feel like I learned a lot through this podcast. But... Yes. Um, I think one of the major takeaways is that a father provides identity. Mm. And just thinking about how God had made the family structure yes. to account for all of a child's needs. Mm. And that when a father is taken away, you know, some of those needs are not being taken care of and can lead to dysfunction that can you know, follow you into adulthood, follow you into your marriage, into you being a parent as well, and you can end up replicating the cycle. But it won't happen if you pray and if you're intentional about putting um, the right examples before you. We're talking about um, finding models for your life that you can actually see what you missed and then try to replicate it in your own. So there was a lot of wisdom. I gleaned so much from everything that you guys said. We're so thankful for you and the wisdom that God has given you. May he just keep pouring more yeah. and more and more of it so that Amen. we can keep on drinking from the well. Yeah. All right. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you, you so much so for having welcome. us. It's always it's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah. So that's it for this week, guys. See you guys next week. Yeah, see you next week. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.